Welcome back to another episode of Brex in the Black. We have Michael, CFO at Brex, and he's going to talk to us about budgeting. So, Michael, what are budgets? Budgets are basically proclamations of what you aim to achieve financially. Proclamation might be a little bit of a strong word, but it's it's sort of the, your expectation about what you will achieve from a financial perspective in the future. When should founders uh, start looking into budgeting and when do they need to start really doing them? Look, I think you, you need a budget pretty much right away um, and they'll get more sophisticated over time. But I think that this isn't something that you should never have no budget. And why is that? It, sorry, as soon as you have a company, right? As soon as you're spending money. Um, if you're just meeting people in coffee shops working on, an, working on an idea, I don't think you need a budget. But the reason you need one is that they're pretty critical to ensuring that you are tracking towards expectations. For example, if you're off track, you can start to reveal incorrect assumptions about your business or business performance issues or why things aren't working out. Even if it's just on expenses, you know, why are you spending more or less money than you thought you were? Is it because you're less busy? Is it because you're more busy? Is it because you just were wrong? And so in that way, a budget can be a check on the business and make sure that things are going as expected. Nothing is wrong. Separately, as you start to add employees, well, you want to be, you know, you always assume the best of people. It helps you understand that, you know, nobody's stealing or nothing's going wrong or you're not, um, you don't have some kind of hole that's unplugged in your business. And so I think budgets really make sure that everything's performing as expected. And if you're a little bit off budget or things aren't on track as the initial plan, should you just course correct uh, from that point or, you know, set up another budget? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, if, you're, if you're kind of within 20% or so, you should just understand the assumptions. If you start to be consistently more than 20% off, it's probably time to do a new budget because there's no reason to every single month look at something and say, oh, well, we're off because of this, but... Then, it, then it's time for something new, right? And who are the main stakeholders in budgeting and who should be keeping everyone on budget? So I'd say in the beginning, it's just either it's finance, um, which may just be one person or maybe the founder of a, you know, the founder that's more operational. So it's whoever's kind of doing the operations. Um, and that's, you know, I would keep it very, very, um, limited in the beginning. Even if you're like a 10 person company starting to get all people tracking to a budget, it's just, it's a distraction. Um, expenses tend to not, besides this validating assumptions point, which is my main reason for a budget in an early stage company, you know, nickel and diming on expenses is not really time well spent while you're trying to get a company off the ground and it becomes a big distraction. People start to confuse performance with tracking to a budget. If you hire someone to build a great product, their ability to maintain a SaaS budget at a 13-person company is really not relevant. So you don't want people distracted with budgets. I think you just want to keep it at a small group. Um, I also think that really the only financial planning that you're doing at a small company is typically around fundraising. That's when you need to forecast. And typically, the only people that are doing that are a couple people at the top of the company. It's a distraction 
as you're trying to get a company off the ground, all the way up through 100 to 200 people, you really don't need a lot of people involved in financial forecasting. So with fundraising, uh, obviously comes growth, like an investor is seeing your company is growing, they inject more money into the business. How does budgeting progress with the business's growth? Yeah. So look, I think in the beginning, it's, the zero to one is a little bit what I, what I just mentioned, which is you start with sort of a small group of people, two to three, lead person in finance, founders. You start with monthly review and no accountability. This is just tracking to forecast, meaning you, you gave your investors some sense of how you thought you'll do, or you built, you at least have some sense of how much money you're going to spend, et cetera. You agreed on that. And now each month you're checking and tracking how did you perform to that? That gets back to the main purpose, which is, you know, are the assumptions about your business right? And so that's kind of what you're doing in the beginning is just some form of, like I said, monthly review no real accountability for people, just making sure that you just understanding how your business is doing and is it tracking the way you thought. Later in a company, you'll start to introduce some form of quarterly planning and OKR setting. And there it starts to be whoever has OKR ownership by company, sorry, at the company level, that person typically has a budget. So those would be group heads or hiring managers those people are going to be held to some form of budget. That budget may just be top line. It may be the number of people they hire. It may be something, but there's some sort of goal setting that's kind of wrapped into the budgeting process. Next step after that is once those people are doing some form of goal setting, they typically you add headcount accountability to those people. Headcount headcount is the most is usually the highest cost for most you know startups or tech companies, and so making sure that you're somewhat rigorous about at least how many people you need for a quarter will help put a gap. Because the problem is if you don't do that planning at the margin, every new headcount sounds good. And so you need to kind of force yourself to think about what's reasonable. After you get there, starting around 200, 200 plus people, 300, 400 people, that's when you start to get into real budgets with templates. And these are the expectations of SAS per headcount. And this is how much um, coffee per you know employee we can have, and this is how much um, how much uh, you know this is how much we can give raises each year and all that kind of stuff. You don't need that in a small company; it's too much and it's it's a distraction. But I think that the only caveat I would say is one area where it is helpful to provide some guidance is you know you always need to have some sort of policy around what is acceptable for people to spend on the company dime. So things like a travel policy, things like a understanding of what is acceptable for, um, call it like office outings and team outings, right? Because if it's not consistent and there's no guidance, different people will uh, interpret it in different ways. And then you could have different, um, you could have like sort of disparity within the company. Let's say there's one particular team, in this case, marketing. Marketing delivers um, under budget, meaning very, customer, very rare. Very rare. Marketing's they, always over budget. <laughs> they uh, they've achieved, you know, under cat goals. Uh, yep. They didn't fulfill all the headcount that was budgeted in. Mm-hmm. Is being under budget a good thing? 
Not necessarily. I mean, not in this world, right? I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't really get all in people's budgets, uh, as you know, because I think that you, you know, I think on CAC, right, customer acquisition cost, broadly being on, you know, delivering customers on a unit basis, being meaning on a per customer basis, being below budget is a good thing, right? But not if you miss your customer number. Right. So the best thing to do would be delivering at budget or below budget with huge app performance. So you actually spend more total dollars, but the per customer is lower. But I think in general, as you're trying to get a company off the ground, you want guardrails in place to make sure things don't go crazy. But you shouldn't have most people, you know, optimizing margin and PL in the beginnings of a company is really not time well spent. And in that differential between what was actually spent and the budget, what do you do with that excess? In past experience, it's just been like, let's experiment with that money and actually reach the goal. Or should that be put elsewhere and given to a different team that could use that budget yeah, given I their mean, goals? In a perfect world, especially in the marketing function, the, I think the best way you can do, you can set up acquisition oriented people for success and for long-term alignment with a company is to pay bonuses based on CAC. So people sort of get a piece of that back. A lot of companies don't do that. It's sort of a pain to set up. But I think that if you kind of thought about marketing as running a business, right, they, they would, if they deliver under budget at the goal, then they get a piece of that money back as a bonus. I think that's kind of an interesting concept. Um, or for every customer they deliver over the goal, under budget or at budget, they get some sort of bonus. That's, I think, the best way to align incentives. And now something a little bit more actionable. What does budgeting actually look like? Yeah, so I think budgeting is typically in a small company startup, it's going to be a set of KPIs and an income statement or income statement line items that you expect. And then how did you track to that? And so sort of like the expectation, the actual, the variance, the percentage variance, and then why. So it could be customers, customer acquisition cost, it could be volume, all these sort of KPIs, and then it's revenue, um, gross you know, cost of goods sold, all your expenses, what did you expect to do, what did you actually do, what was the dollar variance, what was the percentage variance, and why did this happen? And I think that variance analysis is sort of the monthly budget review that you're doing. Um, and like I said, it's not about nickel and diming your employees. It's not about nickel and diming your business. It's about making sure that things are performing as you expected. And if they aren't, why? What can you learn about your business if things are not expected? And it can be about your actual fundamental business or it can be about your operations. But both are very valuable. What's been the biggest learning from budgeting in your experience in finance? I think the biggest learning for me is that is, is what I've just been preaching, that budgets can actually tell you something about your business, not the fact it doesn't matter necessarily that it's happening, that you're above or below budget, but it's why are you, and it's a really good tool. It's almost like when you print something out and read it, and you can just much more easily see errors than if it's on your screen. That's always a good thing to do. I don't know if you know about that trick. 
But if you really got something really important, you should print it out and read it. Make sure that it's error free. It's kind of like that. It's just you you remove yourself and you put yourself in a new paradigm. You look at your business in a different way and you start to say, well, why is this happening? And so it's a tool to discover something unique about your business. Great. Thank you so much. That's a wrap for Startup Budgets. Michael, until next time. Thank you.